Address Katie as you see fit. Okay. Yeah. Um, here. You know what that sound means. Hopefully we only have this music for like one or two more episodes. We're in touch with another guy. I don't know. I think it fucks. <laughs> it's funky. It is long. It's long. Yeah. But it's royalty free. <laughs> and you gotta let the whole track play. That's what I say. Ready, ready, fade out five, and fade out five, and ready, cue crowd. That's right, guys. We're back, and you can tell the crowd is jazzed up, dude, because we have a very exciting episode today, as I'm joined by um, in-house producer Katie Fitzgibbons, and, <laughs> and of course, a very special guest. I don't even know what words... To use to just—I don't have enough <laughs> superlatives for you, my friend. Oh, uh, the one and only—you know what? What I've been doing is I've been having people uh, introduce themselves. So why don't you go ahead? And this is your camera right here. Actually, we've got two cameras today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you ha- go ahead and introduce yourself, my friend? Uh, hey, everybody. I'm Lance Giuliano. Um, I don't really know what else. Lance to say, Giuliano but... in the building. <laughs> Very fun, man. Um, thanks for coming on the program. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so listen, a lot of people, when they get here, their first question is, what the gosh dang heck is this show about? Yeah. Yeah, I was getting there. I was going to let you do your, your shtick. You'll see, then, the, sh- the yeah. thing about the opening shtick is that... Uh, it's all made up. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking going for it, dude. But, uh, you know, um, our time in Ann Arbor is quickly coming to a close. That it is. We have some of us only have like a month left. I know Macy there. They're booking it soon, but Macy Goller, who is scheduled to appear on this show tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Okay, so, we so a little have, tease. Yeah, of, a little of what thing, to come. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I I had plans to to boogie out of here, but the writers' strike kind of yeah. put a pause on things. No disrespect to the writers. I love the writers. <laughs> we stand yeah. with WGA. <laughs> yes, we I, do. I am pro strike, but. It did keep this broke college student from making yeah. money. So that is yeah. hard to get out there right now and find stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to ride my lease out. And uh, hopefully when that's done, my job is, is good to <laughs> Lined go. up, ready to go. <laughs> and then your boy can be a, a traveling, rambling oh, movie yeah. making machine. A wordsmith. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's, uh, but I do want to talk about the strike a little bit more later. But um, basically, in terms of what this show is about... Um, you know, there's so many cool people around here that we've met that I just wanted to, you know, get uh, a record of them. Um, so I want to start just by asking you. I want to go back to the beginning, Lance. I want to baby Lance. I want to go to baby Lance, dude. I want to fucking. She was a menace. Let me tell really you. okay. Ooh, that's <laughs> okay. Well, so so first, so interestingly, the first four guests that we'll have on here will all be Michigan people. Okay, which. Uh, makes me happy yeah. because we met a lot of out-of-state people. But um, when you meet them, and I'm sorry because Katie's an out-of-state person, so we're kind yeah. of fucking, we're not really talking Gross. to you yeah. here. But you can always tell when you meet a Michigan person um, yeah. in this world, don't you think? It's it's just kind of like... Uh, it's, it's Yeah, it's like the vibes, how they carry themselves. Yeah, it's Especially just a different here. energy. Um, yeah. You can really tell in wintertime. 
Yeah, dude. That's, Once when if you're wearing yeah. shorts when it's 55, 60, you got a Michigan person on your hands. Exactly. I've remember when we had that week of like 70 degree weather in February, yeah, and then we kind of teased, came back the yeah. Michigan Classic. Uh, I I made a vow foolishly that I wasn't going to wear a winter coat <laughs> again after that week. So, <laughs> so you and you were stubborn enough <laughs> yeah. to stick with it. Oh yeah, no. I am. If there's one thing I pride myself on, it's commitment to the bit. So I was oh, like, I made that. this vow. So I would be like walking to class in a hoodie, like <laughs> man, just freezing your ass off. Yeah, yeah. But that's good. So okay, so. So we know you're in Michigan. So we're at in Michigan. Uh, about an hour east of Ann Arbor. So right there. Um, technically Metro Detroit. It's called New Baltimore. New Most Baltimore. people have never heard of it because it's a small fucking town that doesn't have a lot to do. <laughs> um, wow. I know you're not supposed to shit talk the place where you came from, but I'm you not, a, a, little bit. not, a, not a small town guy. I, Interesting. I grew up there and it's just having, having moved to Ann Arbor and lived here for the past four years and then going back to like visit yeah. family and friends and stuff, it's fucking yeah. boring. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing to do. Yeah, like there's nothing to do. I, I just got back from a home visit Sunday night, um, two days ago. Uh, and Mother's I, Day? Yes. See yes. mom? Saw mom, spent the week leading up there just hanging out because um, they want to see me before I ship <laughs> off yeah. to wherever I'm going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to the cursed, dirty <laughs> land of liberals <laughs> and fucking drugs. No, my mom acts like I'm going off to war right. whenever we talk but about you are. it. She's sending her baby to L.A. That's, that's basically <laughs> a war zone. She always goes, well... <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll be okay. And it's like I'm not that like. <laughs> yeah, no, it will be okay. Mom. Yeah. I'm like you don't like have to you can tell visit. Like we're that. in the same country yeah. still. Like you can visit me. Yeah. Without a passport and shit. Do you like, think she's gonna come out to LA to see you? <laughs> I think hard. so. Well, the thing is, is she has a fear of flying too. Yeah. Which makes it way harder because. Like, my dad has put a big no-no on driving all the way to L.A. Yeah, we're not going to drive across the country. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see. Maybe my dad will just come out and we'll just yeah. fucking kick Hang it out. and That's be, good. be dudes. But. So you're in New Baltimore, which, yeah. uh, so I've been watching a lot of The Wire lately. Shout out Oliver Thornton. I know he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been telling me to watch The Wire for, like, years, and I never got around. And then just, like, yeah. last week, I started, and I've just been going crazy. Well, was it, it because of uh, our little get-together and I talked yeah, about Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because okay. um, I've I've also been watching through The Wire. Nice. In actual Baltimore. Um, yeah, so I wanted to still do any Baltimore accents get to New Baltimore. Or <laughs> is that just a fantasy in my head? No, it's, we sound like every fucking Midwesterner. <sighs> we say sneak and ranch yeah. and, like, all Old, that. Yeah. Ope boring whatever yeah it's fine yeah. just a bunch of engineers and teachers pretending <laughs> like they like they're blue collar work. it's it's such a an interesting culture i say culture very loosely in new baltimore sure. um but we all like acting like we're blue collar like yeah. farmers but like it's a bunch of engineers and teachers right. it's not it's who not just that. commute to yeah. work at gm that is a weird um that's a definite a definite like cast of mid Michigan, especially like I knew a lot of people that really like they wanted to have this like fantasy of being like a farmer yeah. or being like yeah just this like a, like an auto worker. plant worker or something and it's like yeah dude you work you work in like pharmaceutical sales yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah. and it's you. like I've I've worked blue collar in high school all I yeah. did was like construction and shit nice. like that and it's like I mean yeah it's a fun job but yeah what's yeah I don't know it's a fantasy thing it's a yeah American dream thing so. We're a new ball, public school guy. Yes. Well, interesting. It's complicated. Um, so I went to what was called a magnet school. Okay. So like all of the public schools in like a 30, 40 minute radius all went to this one 
school they did the the baccalaureate program nice um but you'd take a test and then you'd go there it was free but like it was small like 100 kids were there so like there were some people from my school district there but then also people from like warren and, and lance cruz and all the other local districts so it was a little bit of a melting pot but really hard academically really yeah. <laughs> and we're back <laughs> yeah Woo. all right so we're at so what's the name of the school uh, it was called the International Academy of Macomb, which is like nice. the, the douchiest fucking name you could think of for a school. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what we called it because yeah. I was like, I don't want to be seen as like this huge stuck up nerd. So I'm just gonna be like, I am, baby. Yeah, I'm an I am boy. Um, and big school. How big are we talking? A uh, hundred per class. So okay. I knew okay. nearly every yeah. person who big enough to not feel school. tiny, but but it, small it, enough it where you tiny. know you really Let it me, felt yeah, tiny. No, I, it felt tiny as well. Okay, um, interesting. Part of the reason why I also wanted to come to Michigan because like everybody knew who I was, everybody knew my business, and I was like, I don't, that sucks. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this. Um, and it's nice coming here and just being like another person in the crowd. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so I went to a public school. Did you go to public school? Yeah, I went to public school. Wheaton North. Wheaton North High School. <laughs> <laughs> uh i also went to and i think we had about 300 probably okay. a little less in my graduating class which to me was like i really liked that size because i recognized everybody but it wasn't like every, like you know people got people were nosy obviously in a small town like the school was bigger than the town that i was in <clears throat> but it wasn't like everybody knew my shit you know yeah i think that's the, I, i'm a very to myself guy mm. i'm not like secretive if i know you i'm, I'm more than happy to talk about my shit yeah. but like if i don't want you to know my shit yeah, i don't want you to know my everybody shit. at school <laughs> yeah. to know what the fuck i'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. Like, that's fair yeah like I, I remember the the first high school date i had lined up like nice. it, it got lined up at, like right after lunch <laughs> and by the end of the day like two hours later everybody fucking knew about it and they were asking me like i was walking <laughs> to my car and they're like Bro, you got a date yeah. it's like how do you know yeah word travels fast i know so so you so you're at this is like the advanced IAM is the it's the advanced track. So you're a smart guy, but you said you're you were a menace in school. Oh well, menace menace is referring to like before before like the Elementary. ages. I would say the ages of like three to nine. I was a terror, like terrible <laughs> twos. Naughty ass I was, kid. Oh, I was a fucking <laughs> bastard child. Like, Describe menace behavior. Um the. The word terrible or phrase terrible twos was yeah. like defined by me. It was like a whole decade for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I had a horrible, it's, it's very hard for people to see it because I'm, so at least soft, I like to think I'm, I'm pretty like soft spoken, yeah. laid back, yeah. chill dude now. Mm -hmm. But back then I was like, I had a tantrums, tantrum, horrible temper. <laughs> like I would fight my older brother all the time. Like one of, one of my favorite stories is we had like the little like board books like when you were a kid yeah, yeah, yeah. and we like fucking crack each other <laughs> in the face with them. Like I busted his <laughs> nose and like, <laughs> and it's just you and your brother. Um, I, I have a younger brother, but there's a nice. six year age gap, six year age gap. Um, so three of you. Yeah. Nice. And child. you're in the middle. Interesting. Do you, do you attribute, how much stock do you put into like the stereotypes of the, cause I consider myself very much youngest kid. Yeah. It's like, you know, attention seeking <laughs> not not paying enough attention to it kind of acting out yeah whatever smartest obviously that one's funniest, definitely true. obviously yeah. Yeah. coolest, yeah. coolest. <laughs> <laughs> but but like do you do you chalk do you just chalk those like that was just i was just a fucking naughty kid do you psychoanalyze that at all do you ever unpack that i i don't know i don't know because it's like 
part of me wants to say it was a phase because like I don't it have was. I mean it was a phase. I don't have any of those tendencies right. and I haven't had them for like a decade right. at this point. I'm just kidding. Um but like I think it, I I just always think it's so funny to hear like especially yeah like a, when when someone you know is just like a laid back guy I was like Oh yeah, they're fucking like I, I couldn't handle them. Like, <laughs> like no, yeah. uh, there's the the running joke in my family is I'm just like my mom's least favorite forever and nice. always because like <laughs> I put her through the, the ringer. As a sure, yeah, I gave her some gray hairs there. Yeah. <laughs> like the after a day of taking care of me, my dad would come home from work and she'd be like, "He's yours." And yeah, that would yeah, be yeah, it. dude, that's awesome. Um, I love a dad. I was just talking about this with my my dad because he who's like I felt like I was such a better parent to you like now <laughs> which is always good to hear or like when you feel like you're done needing parenting yeah but he like, was like but he was like once you became like a teen like i felt so much more comfortable with you as a teenager for moving forward but like when you were a fucking kid he was like i had no idea what to do like yeah. if your mom was if your mom told me she was going out for like an hour and she was gone for an hour and a half i literally was like i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i was like god damn but it's funny and i always thought in turn did you did you act up at school or mostly at home um by the time I got to school age, I knew well enough not to act up too badly mm-hmm. because my my parents put the fear of God mm-hmm. on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was a, a talker, so like nice. nearly yeah, every day. The, I don't know if your schools did this, they did like a yellow card, red card system. So like, well, like, if you <laughs> acted up a, premier league, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like shit. the teacher like point at you and be like, <laughs> pulls out a little book. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, hey, come on, it's not that bad. Yeah, and they're like. <laughs> That's awesome. No, so they, you got booked. Yeah. So they had like this big <laughs> they had a like scoreboard. A, it was like <laughs> like a board with all of our names on it. And uh, if you acted up a little bit, you'd, th- she'd make you like get up in front of the entire class and go over there and like put a yellow card in wow. the tag. So like it was intense shit yeah. for a kid. You'd be like, oh, fuck, fucked like, up, dude. I Zachary's going to see me going yeah. over here and putting my fuck. Oh, yeah, I lost clout. Such today. a bastard. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> if you acted up like really badly, you'd have to go over there and put the red card in. And then you were taking a trip to the principal's yeah, office. Yeah, that sucks. Um, so I was I was firmly yellow card territory. Once I got a yellow card, I was always like distraught. Yeah, like a, day ruined. Yeah. Day was done. Right. I would always just sit at my desk and be like, oh, what am because I doing? Because if, if fucking mom and dad find out about this, well, <laughs> they, they yeah. would always find out and like it would always not be through me. So that always mm-hmm. made it worse. Like my older brother oh. would snatch or something like that. Right. And then they'd be like, if you so had just we, come and told us. Yeah. <laughs> they would always be like, so why are we just now finding out you got a yellow card? And I'm like, <laughs> Man, I forgot. Like it's I love it. got yeah. a lot on my I mind. My mind five is years so old. Old. <laughs> so I got so much to fucking do, dude. I was this thinking about running around, adding like, up. Yeah, I was thinking about digging in dirt when I got home. <laughs> I and thinking, like, yeah, did dude. you ever get a red card? No, fuck no. no. Nice. <laughs> the the experiences I had getting a yellow card with my parents were enough to be like, I'm not doing uh, that. Like shit. as soon as I got a yellow card, like I said, like I like shut down for the day where I was like. Just sitting there. I looked like a war veteran, like sitting in class, just <laughs> like thousand yard stare, just yeah. like <laughs> totally. When's the shelling gonna come <laughs> back? <laughs> that's um, that's interesting because also like you see the kids that get red cards, and you're kind of like, for me at least, because because well, and I attribute a lot of it, especially in public school, to boredom because I was always, I was always on the fucking advanced, <laughs> advanced academic track. You're so smart. I was really wow, smart. And, How'd you do it? And a lot of, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, I think so. So that meant that I just fucking talked a lot in class because you know you finish all your work in like ten minutes, right? Yeah. And then you're there all day. But the teachers, luckily, eighty-five percent of the high school teachers I had recognized that like I was benevolent. <laughs> you know what good. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or I was at least gonna like I don't know like make him laugh. Like I don't, that sounds weird. That like yeah, I was making him laugh. He was and doing shit through the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think like um it w- like it did alleviate something to be like well I don't have to worry about him you know completely distracting the class. And that was the case for a while because I'd always look at these kids like really getting in trouble and I'd be like oh they're fucking crazy. And obviously yeah. there's a lot else going on. But I always knew that I wasn't gonna be. I was gonna get hey Hunter shut shut up. Yeah, I'm trying to do this fucking lesson plan, but I was I I always felt like I knew I knew where to step that I wouldn't um get sent to the principal's office, but that did change in high school eventually. That's a story for another. Yeah. Podcast. No, that's that's pretty similar to my story. It was like I was on the gifted track and like yeah. did my shit. And I'd be yeah, sitting there and be like, "Who wants to play? Who wants yeah, to talk?" Yeah, like, and like to do. just bored um and thankfully some teachers recognized that and they would like yeah, give, give you me some ex- shit. Give me extra shit right. to do, and I'd be like, woo, yeah, like or, a, or a like, mission, and then I'd, yeah, I'd be all excited about that, but didn't have that problem dude, in high school. the best teachers but. would be the ones that would be like, uh, why don't you go run this over to like another teacher's class? So they would just get you out of the classroom. Yeah. I always loved those teachers the most that would just like, get the fuck out of the classroom, man. Um, but that's, you said you, you curbed that in high school. Well, good behavior because of the the academia was so sure. like, oh, to, right. so to put it in uh, reference, yeah, yeah. when I got to Michigan, I was like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Because it was right. like significantly easier than high school. Um, like even writing essays, I was like, this is all I have to do to get an A. Yeah. Um, because my high school, like I would pretty much, I would come home from school. Uh, in the fall, I'd, I'd have tennis practice after school. Nice. Um, but I would pretty much come home and just work until I went to bed. Nice. And then I would. So you had, you had like, you were a fucking adult. You yes. Were, I was you were like, on an I adult had, like, a schedule. Job, <laughs> yeah. Like, and that was it. Like, that was it. That was my high school experience, which, to be honest, not a great way for a teenager to grow up. Really? Um, no. Mm. I mean. It was, pr- it was I like pretty, yeah. Yeah. Not much of a social life, to yeah. be honest. And you like, felt like you just didn't get to be a kid as much as you yeah, wanted to. Yeah. And it was also weird because, like, I kind of don't like school. Like, yeah. I like learning. I, I like like educating sure, myself I like learning on, my, thing. Yeah. on my own time but the second somebody tells me i have to learn something i was like nah i'm good it's all bullshit yeah. yeah um and like i'm i've always been more of a creatively minded person nice. so doing all of math mm-hmm. and like all this the shit it was like yeah. it wasn't like i was bad at it it was just like i don't want to do this yeah absolutely and like what's what's all this gonna do for me so was it was it uh, working in high school? Was that your choice? Was that a family thing? Dad's saying, go get a fucking job. I don't want you, you know, hanging out with the goddamn losers on the yeah. block, drinking beers and um, smoking weed. So during during the school year, my parents recognized that school was way too much, and like we couldn't, like like mentally could not handle like a, an actual job job on top of sure. school and like extracurriculars. But the school you were going to, especially, yeah. yeah. Um, but. Uh, during the summer, it was pretty much like, we're not going to pay for your shit. Yeah, you're not just you, going to laze around like, all day, motherfucker. Yeah, do something. Um, so I just kind of like found gigs. Nice. Um, somebody through my dad's work, she was like an elderly woman, and she wanted somebody to do landscaping. And I was like, well, shit, I'll come do landscaping under the table. It's hard, Actually, hard work. I pay taxes on all of all of my <laughs> jobs, nothing under the table. <laughs> um, Katie's taking notes, which concerns me. <laughs> Yeah. Um, that's good. Lance pays taxes, and yeah. that's on the record. Yeah, law-abiding citizen right here. That's um, a, sorry, go ahead. No, and then from there, I found like construction gigs, mm-hmm. and like my dad li- likes flipping houses on the side, so I was like, so well, you got some work there. I'm gonna get a piece of that. And... Do you think it? Um, because like 
I understand the, because yeah, while you were out doing that, I was like literally in places that I shouldn't have been doing things that I shouldn't have done. <laughs> but you know, I think there's, there's pros and cons about, do you, do you find, do you think that it gave you some resiliency, some like, like I just looking on the outside of both of us feel like you're better equipped to just like go out and handle <laughs> just like a work environment, especially a gig economy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, to be honest, like having done all of that shit, so much of my life seems way fucking easy yeah. because of it. Like there are very, very few things that have come close to like that <laughs> yeah, level of stress. Right. Like I'll do yeah. this and I'm like, shit, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it definitely has prepared me. It's given me a work ethic that's probably a little too good. Uh, like I can kind of overextend myself, okay. work a little hard. Unhealthily. Yeah, because that's just like, that was just like what the that's expectation what was. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's. It's kind of, it, I have to turn it off, but it's like in my brain where it's like, sure. well, this is what I have yeah, to do. Yeah, you're hardwired. You, um, you do hardwire yourself. Yeah, especially because like those are formative years, you know? And yeah. That was just like, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. This is what it be. is, dude. We're working, dude. So I've gotten... Pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah. I've gotten a lot better at, at being able to like shut that off and be like, all right, I'm just going to slack off today. And nice. Like, not yeah, because you do have to... Yeah. That's So, and then you mentioned tennis practice. I got to ask you, what were the sports? What were, what were you... Ooh, so I played football for a while, um, and I was pretty good at it, and part of the reason I stopped was because of academics. Nice. Um, Time commitment. What position did you play? Uh, slot receiver. Nice, Um, dude. I know I don't look like much right now. No, you have a bit of a slot receiver (laughs) build, dude. No, I used to be much bigger, to be honest. I was about 15 pounds heavier. Lifting weights with the football team? Yeah. Um, And, like, I was pretty solid at football not to pen nice, myself on the back or anything I but i was it. a starter and like fuck yeah uh i also played safety i was much better nice, at safety nice. i was like captain of the defense and all that shit fuck yeah too. But, so when did you stop junior junior uh sophomore 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 year, sophomore year. Yeah. um and i was like well shit what do i do now because yeah. like football was kind of like my it's fall and I, so I, I love football to this day yeah um, and I had a couple of friends on the tennis team and our tennis team was like the fucking bad news. <laughs> it was like, you show up and you're on the team. Yeah, nice. Um, so within two months of picking up a racket, I was like in the Believe solid in the double team. rotation. Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> um, and it was such a bizarre experience because I played for three years. Our first year we went undefeated. Our second year we went winless and our third year we went undefeated again. Weird. Which is... Who'd you lose? Who, who'd you lose and who'd you gain? What the fuck was going was, on there? I don't know. I don't Coach know. was going through a divorce yeah. your second year, I guess, or something. Well, our, our my first year we had a lot of ringers because we had a bunch of seniors who were good at tennis, okay. and then they left. Right. Um, but in between the second and third year, like we didn't add anybody. It was just like you just hadn't learned yet. You hadn't yeah. grown. <laughs> it was just. Or you had to wait for the other fuckers at the other yeah, schools I guess to leave. So, yeah. But like we, I don't know what happened. We just stepped up, weird. and I'm technically a two-time. Mac Blue Champ. Oh fuck oh, yeah, dude! <laughs> yeah, I got the medals and patches and shit. Yeah, I love it, dude. Um, yeah, you know, also played football until the old knees gave out. Yeah, could have gone pro if it wasn't for that. I was getting looks, man. Yeah. No, I wasn't getting any looks. <laughs> I was easily the slowest person on the team. Yeah. Like maybe me and one other guy who was like seventy pounds heavier than me. <laughs> we were easily the two slowest guys on the team. I played D line, and I okay, I, I could see it. I capped out at. Like five eight two fifteen. I think that was like the biggest I ever got, which was fine on the freshman team. And then when I got up to JV, I was also good at like like I had no business starting because the other guys that I was on the D line with went on to play college. Like one guy played D line at at Grand Valley, sure. another one played college rugby, 
and like like we had athletes. So some big, yeah, our, big we guys. had big dudes. And I just was like uh, schmoozed the coach enough that he was like, Hunter, you can start, you know, <laughs> at the start <laughs> of the year. Um, and just got fucking you know, yeah, destroyed. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, um, that that's what high school football is all about, though. You it's know? about, yeah, it's about learning who can actually get blown up <laughs> by yeah. some dude who's like 300 pounds. I also pounds. played football. Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah. What position? <laughs> yeah. Quarterback. Um. <laughs> quarterback. Oh, so you were just, Katie was a gunslinger. <laughs> yeah. I was awesome at what? That's nice. All right. So I want to circle back <clears throat> to high school just for a little bit longer. Um, when did the movie making start? Um, late high school. So yeah. I've, I've had a weird track with film because growing up, my parents were very, very protective, overprotective of like uh, what, what I watch. saw, what I consumed, music, movies. Anything but books, which is a weird line to draw. But like, if I'm you can read they, it, I'm glad they drew that line because that's a slippery slope, as we know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, yeah, I'm they sorry. were they were like throwing books into a fire <laughs> in my backyard. Teach you goddamn porn in schools. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say no, that. You're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, interesting. They 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 trusted you to to get well read on the right literature. But they didn't trust the I constant so. beam of whatever of, TV networks and movie studios right. were pushing Like, out. I grew up without cable. Wow. Um, which is... That shouldn't shock me, but whenever I do hear that, it does shock me. Yeah. Just so, because I think of how many hours I spent watching TV as Well, a that's child. what I would have been, because I was, like, obsessed with movies and TV. So, yeah. like, growing up, I grew up on the 1960s Batman show. Wow. And the monster. <laughs> wow. Because that was on the channel. We had WADL, yeah. which is the Detroit like yeah. classic station. Yeah. Um, and I was always a comic book reader. So I remember nice. seeing a commercial for that on the TV. And I was like, I have to God, watch that. Gotta get my and my parents were like, what? That's so cheesy. And I was yeah, like, it's I camp. need it. <laughs> You're I not showing me anything else. It. Yeah, I gotta see that um, shit. And they, they would always play the Batman series at six o'clock on Mondays. Wow. That's awesome, Followed by man. monsters. So every six o'clock on a Monday, I would be sitting there. Watching how Adam West, Adam West got out of his, his pickle, and I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. That's um, awesome. But so, man, because that show's not that show's not a primary influence on a lot of people these days. You I know? love like <laughs> it is so sick. I it love is, that, and it is such a good representation of like what Batman comics were in like yeah, the sixties and seventies. The like they yeah. nailed it. They nailed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of bums me out that people think it's bad because I'm like, nah, they kind of because yeah, like what do you? Oh, so this yeah. is they, like they were just doing a one to one here. Like, yeah, they, literally they got it. Um, and what a cast! Eartha Kitt, Caesar Romero. She was a w an awakening of some kind. Yeah, in my little yeah. for, brain, I was for, like, a, for a lot she's of doing people. Something. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people much much older than either. Of <laughs> a lot of people that are. She's in probably like my grandpa's now. awakening. Yeah, literally, like, literally, and your grandma's, from what I understand. <laughs> Not about your grandma, um, about Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So so, but that's early, right? So yeah. you're getting influenced by so okay, but this is interesting. So you're not you only have uh, network, basic network stuff yeah. that you're getting. So so where's the bridge between yeah, here's the kicker. So on the days where my parents both worked, they would have my grandma and grandpa <sighs> come over and babysit yes. us. And my grandpa yes. Daryl Callender, the king that he is, rest in yes, peace. Rest in peace. Um, but he would watch whatever he wanted, yes. whenever he wanted. He did not give a fuck. That's the thing um, about grandpas, so man. <laughs> I fucking love it. He would watch B-horror movies and westerns and war movies. And if I happened to be in the room, you were watching so that too. fucking be it. Nice. Um, that's what we were watching. So nice. 
I, I remember watching these and being like, oh, so movies cannot suck. Yeah. Um, like this is possible. Yeah. Um, but naturally, like my parents wouldn't let me watch them I any know, other time. Yeah. So it just became me being the obnoxious kid who would ask everybody what their favorite movie was. And just it would be like the first question I asked them and be like, hey, who are you? What's your favorite movie? And um, then you add it to the list. I had a notebook nice. that I would go upstairs and like I would run up to my room and be like, like if I saw a commercial for a movie I wanted to see, I was like, fuck, I can't watch that now. But yeah, I'll watch that in 10 that years. And I wrote it on the wow. list. Um, and when I got to high school, part of the like the academic program was we needed a laptop to do okay. homework. So once I had the laptop, I was like, I, I could watch whatever I wanted. Yes. Um, so I watched whatever I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I watched, and that's, that was my, my little me time mm-hmm. every day in between all the, the homework. I would watch a movie, a movie on my laptop and that would be, that would be my, and then what's the, the link? What's when, when is the switch flipped where you're like, I can fucking do this. So I was always a writer and like doodler uh-huh. growing up. Okay. So I, I, I expressed a lot of my creativity in comic book form nice. as a child. There's probably a hundred notebooks sitting around my house of just panels, panels. And my go-to character was Thunderman. Thunderman. There, there's dozens of Thunderman stories out there. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, did he I, have what kind of superpowers did he have if he could control the thunder? <laughs> get out of town. How do you know? <laughs> uh that's awesome. So 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 we're writing Thunderman, but Thunderman never made a screen adaptation yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But so are you are you gathering your pals? Is it uh your younger brother? Who are you? When when does it be? When do you pick up uh, like an iPod Touch or a fucking camcorder and start shooting bullshit? So my mom gave me her camcorder, nice. And my older brother and I, there's a two year age difference, so we were pretty close in our younger years. Um, and we were both Lego kids, nice. so we made mm-hmm. Lego stop movies. motion Lego movie. No, not stop motion. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> the hands are in there. You got it. There's Love it. Little hands. Love we're doing it. voices. We were Love not. It mentally equipped to do stop motion (laughs) there's no pre-production that's fine so we ended up making a whole ton of those nice um and then i kind of just carried on with writing i did a lot of narrative writing as well and then i hit high school and then the love of movies kind of took over because you got this laptop you're asking everybody and then i i i just kind of decided one day because everybody in my high school knew that i was into movies because i was like guys have you seen this movie i fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, love right, this right, movie right, right. um sorry to anybody in high school who had to deal with that because i know how, <laughs> right, how terrible how that can be it yeah. Was. yeah um but it <laughs> i had one friend in high school who i've kind of lost contact with unfortunately but her name was maddie and she was into photography and kind of just yeah, there we made go. the connection you got a camera. There. I made, like to write. We made shit together. Nice. We directed two or three things together. Um, and so at this point, well, I got, let me. Um, is Michigan like top of your mind? Like, were you a Michigan fan as a kid? Were you a Michigan football fan? And yes. Stuff? So yeah. both of my parents went here. They actually okay. met here. Um, cool. So I grew up on Michigan football. Nice. And naturally was. So you're indoctrinated. That's that. That seems to be a common theme. Also, of people that we've had on have been like. Yeah, it was just like Michigan was just always it was just always around. Yeah, and I didn't realize they had a film program until right. I think it was Mary Lou reached oh. out 
and she when said, you're in high school junior i want to say junior because nice. it was right before i actually had to fill out applications and everything and she knew i was interested in film i forget how your she counselor did out. or mary lou did i forget how she found out wow which is kind of weird yeah, wait what the fuck mary lou <laughs> she, what just, the she hell? just went wandering through a forest one day one of these kids <laughs> at your school likes film I can, there's always one at every high school which one is it where's your weirdo <laughs> um and she took me on the tour and nice. showed me all the shit wow and I was blown away because I didn't realize that they had but shit. you could do this and here. Yeah. Yeah. And USC and UCLA didn't want me. Right. Which same, they don't want most same people. Same for me. Yep. Um, I so wish I had played my cards more to get wined and dined like that, though. Because I, like, I went on the website and figured out that Michigan had a film program. But I was like, I'm going to USC. Because that's what fucking George Lucas <laughs> and Steven an Spielberg and Will Ferrell did. So I have to go there. Yeah. And then obviously I didn't get in. I didn't get into UCLA or NYU or any of those schools. And then I, I but I wish I had uh, like come back here and been like, why don't you guys give me a tour of the facility? It sounds like they did it to a lot of people. I know. Like, I've Jesse ta- got it. I got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Dude, Hannah Dando got like, what the fuck? I didn't. I And on my application, I was like, yeah, I'm going to declare a film major first semester. Like, I know what I want to do. So I think they were just like, yeah, we got them. To be fair, I kind of just fail my way upwards and everything. Like this was not a this was not a planned endeavor. It just happened. It fell right into my lap. Yeah, and I was like, see, well, shit. I guess we'll do it. I think I think that's less of failing your way up than it is of like you're just in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, you did a lot of hard work at school. So 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 you so Michigan is in essence your safety because you were with both parents there. Yeah. I mean, it sounds a little douchey to say, but, no, but know, you were pretty but, confident yeah. you were going to get in there and and UCS, USC, and UCLA were more reaches. So you come here and, well, what dorm do you live in? I like to ask people that. I was a cousin's kid. I was privileged cousins. as fuck because cousins was nice and small and recently renovated. Nice. So, you had AC? Oh, yeah. A roommate? Yeah. So funny story. I used to be a camp counselor at a writing camp. <laughs> In Northern Michigan. This was brought up in pre-production. I stalked you a little bit. Okay. This is great though. What part of Northern <laughs> Michigan are we talking? Blue? Are we talking Blue Lake? No. A- Interlocking. Um. So it is Wolverine, Michigan, which oh, is shit. by Indian River. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, were you American Chillers kids? I I read a few, and I read a few Michigan Chillers as well. So it was run by that guy. Nice. Um. very cool (laughs) yeah yeah so the other one of the other counselors that i found out was going to michigan and we kind of knew each other kind of sort of they weren't a film person though no he's actually big into environment ecosystem sort of stuff um but uh he wanted a room with me because he kind of knew me and he was bringing a pet hedgehog like i can't have a rando with this hedgehog hedgehog because they're gonna (laughs) report me so he figured this kid who I vaguely know, yeah. I'll, I'll reach out to him, but uh, ended up being a surprisingly great. It worked out um, really well. He's one of my best friends. Nice, dude. To this day. Love when things um, work out Shout like out that. Henry Wallison. Great guy. Henry Wallison. Does he still have the hedgehog? No. Unfortunately not. Got ate by a coyote. It got captured by an <laughs> evil uh, doctor. Yeah, uh, Jim Carrey broke into his house <laughs> one night. It was really weird. I uh, know he has three cats and a dog, though. Oh, um, wow. wow, he's running a goddamn no, he's, shelter yeah. over there. <laughs> I love his animals dearly. Um, <laughs> the Wallace and animals. Yeah, I know. Um, but we couldn't have locked into a better situation because we had a room 
we were on a floor of mostly singles and a couple doubles, but our double was close to the size of a triple with only two <laughs> nice. people. So nice. That is the best scenario. It was dream case scenario, AC on the hill. Good Just, spot. It's social spot. Yeah. And, and you're and and year one. Do you because you've gotten the tour from Mary Lou? Are you pretty much sold on a, on FTVM? Yeah. You're like I'm, and you're taking the you took 150 freshman year. Yeah. Come to think of it, I think we were in the same section of 150. Oh, I was shit. thinking about this on the walk over, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Hunter was in that section. Here's the problem with my freshman year of film school. I was kind of in my shell a little bit. Oh, me too, 100. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have the beard. I had hair. Interesting. I was like awkward little high school me still because i um, yeah i had met like i had met katie and primac and ben servita and jonah through <clears throat> breach of peace yeah what is that <laughs> it was a short-lived it was actually very fun for me um it was a short-lived sketch show through wolf tv without when i was a freshman and uh it was just uh discombobulated and it didn't it didn't run for very long but it didn't help me it was fun it was fun experience for me and i met a lot of people but i was i remember being in that huge 150 hall and being like all these people are so talented and i know they're cool but like i don't know how to fucking talk to them um so yep, I, so do you <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance we sat next to each other and we were both Damn. just like just like look like, like on our computers uh, uh, <laughs> do you remember most people uh i did make a mark um in that 150 class for the virtual reality citizen kane unit oh we were definitely in the same section then. okay yeah because yeah, I, I remember there, you were sitting like the row in front of me and we and had a I, side by section and you went up there yeah he and said do like, we have any volunteers to put on the vr headset and do the citizen cane exercise in front of everybody and it'll be on the big screen and me being <laughs> a raging narcissist <laughs> and sensing said, my Jimmy. opportunity to make people laugh i think i literally shot my hand in the air and my gsi <laughs> was like what well, chill out and then, yeah, I walked up there and got to, uh, you know, active. And I had never put on a VR headset before. I remember thinking, this is cool. Yeah. And then just fucking around. You were an angel. No, I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, like, man, that guy's so funny. Oh, like, thanks, fuck, how am I going to compete yeah. with that? <laughs> <laughs> it was scary at first. Because um, that's a big auditorium. And it was, 150 was people fucking in there. packed. And also, one of the people I met was Demetrius Fields. Who I'm a big fan of. He's so funny. He is so funny. And he was like, and I had just, I was like trying to get on to do open mics to start. I hadn't done stand up yet. Right. And I really wanted to do stand up. And Demetrius was like getting paid, like he was getting paid gigs in Detroit to do stand up. And I remember being like, oh man, hey Demetrius. And he'd be like, he was like, well, what's up, Hunter? And I'd be like, man, you're so funny, bro. Like, do you do stand up? He was like, yeah, I, I just like, I just did a gig. Like, I just had a gig like last night. And I was like, wow do you, do you get paid for that and he was like yeah and then he just like looked away and i remember being like i'm such a fucking idiot yeah i the best way for me to describe <laughs> my me first semester is that episode of spongebob where he meets kevin the pickle and the entire time he's just like hi kevin that See, was me all of freshman year just like i'm interested that you brought that up because i was not the one my parents let me watch almost anything but the one thing they didn't let me watch was spongebob oh well that was the one thing i could yeah. watch when we got cable interesting I was spongebob and looney tunes were hmm. and i snuck in regular show nice which is a good show it's a great show yeah i've, I've gone back and rewatched it i love all three of those still nice. looney tunes are amazing too well i know um, um we'll get to letterbox in a little bit and i know there's some <laughs> looney tunes we'll stuff s- we'll on save there. that for later but um 
regular show, this is a funny little tangent I'll take us on before we can reroute. Yeah, but, please. Um, the way I got away with watching that is we had a treadmill in my basement, <laughs> and I would be like, hey, I'm going to go work out <laughs> a little bit. Going to go on a job. Yeah, it would be like Monday's treadmill night, yeah, mom and dad. Right. <laughs> But <laughs> it was really regular show night. So I'd be down there and I'd have a, t- we had a TV uh-huh. in front of it. So I would just have regular show on and I'd be walking like, walk, yeah. like fucking, I, I don't even know treadmills could go that slow yeah, until I started off. Three and I miles like, an hour. Step, <laughs> yeah. You step. might as well just stand at the front and just wait. Yeah. And then you just back, take one step up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it was. But anyways, back that's to hilarious. Me. Yeah. So where were we? We were at uh, first semester. We're both first awkward. Semester. We were in the same section of in the same 150 class, which you know, shit's not really happening film-wise yet. Did you get on sets as a freshman? I was, like, fucking tripping over myself to get into film. Nice. Um, Which is the, the way to do it. Yeah, so I did Imagine my first semester nice. here. Because I heard Imagine was a thing that existed. And I was like, I want to get on set. And the only thing I knew how to do... Wait, this is really cool, really quick. Because I talked with Jesse at length about Imagine Because that's a big part of how we became friends. Who was who was the top brass at Imagine if you can remember, at the time? Do you remember who was running the show or what producers, at least, that you worked with? Oh, God. Um, it's fine if you don't. Yeah, I can't remember the name. I remember I worked on the short by David Dobrik. Whoa. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> David or, Dobrik? No, not David Dobrik. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. I was like, what? David, uh, what's his last name? It starts with a D, too. No. Um, Fucking... <laughs> I was like, whoa, he was here? I didn't even click for me. You were saying that. And I was like, what's so weird about that? Whoa, and then I was whoa. like, oh, that's a different David um, D. Uh, my mind is running a blank as well. <laughs> we, we can we can, we can can plug it in and post. We'll, we'll yeah. fucking superimpose this name. Or maybe we won't. Yeah. We'll just leave it in and make me look but you get on a <laughs> We might cut that whole fucking yeah, part. We're going we're gonna to slow that bit we down. We might just fuck. Okay. So you're on set. <laughs> you're on set. Do you remember the name of this project? It was every little thing. Nice. And you're like, fu- you just want to fucking get on set. Yeah. And the only th- like I said, the only thing I knew how to do, hold a boom pole. So I was like, all right, I'll show up on your set and I'll, point, I'll point a microphone at something. For- Everybody, we need those. I imagine these those bad. Yeah. Everybody needs sound. Everybody Nobody likes sound doing guy. sound, Nobody which is weird because it's like, it's kind of chill. Yeah. And it's chill and it's a good way to get experience. But I feel like. And it's a good way to like, I think. Like I'm always whenever, especially when I was producing stuff this last year, it was like if I just want to fucking chop it up with someone, I'm gonna go talk to the audio guy. Yeah, no, like my go-to, my first people to go talk to, audio, second camera. So yeah. like audio is always the top right. of my list. That's actually how I met Kevin from Image. I call Dude. him, I call him Kaboom because yeah, we have two Kevins on yeah. set, and I was like, "You're Boom, Kevin." That's I love Kaboom. that. I love more. We're definitely gonna have to get Kevin. Have you ever, have you met Rachel Altland? I have not. Yeah, so Kevin and Rachel were our little uh, Kevin. I met. I produced, I produced Kevin's shorts last semester, and then uh, love that guy. And we were looking for audio people, and I was like, Kevin, you do audio now. And Rachel had done audio on Danny and me, uh, the famed, <laughs> the famed sketch. And oh, I remember yeah. knowing that, and I knew Rachel and Kevin kind of got along, so I just said, Rachel, you do audio now. And they're like, we didn't like plan on you know being audio people. And I think I said nobody really plans on being audio people, but you guys are good at it. Yeah, you- and I like talking to you on set when I get bored. So you're my audio people though. That's kind of how it happens. They just stuff a boom <laughs> pole in your hands, and you're like, you're like, you go. point it at the people yeah. talking. Don't get it in the shot. Yeah, and that's it. And, and if you, you fuck it up, we're gonna be really mad at you. <laughs> Even though most of the time you're not the problem, the one Almost time you never, are the problem, yeah. you're gonna get fucking yelled yeah, at. You're gonna get reamed. Into. Um. So I did that. Got on set. Uh, met a couple people. I guess nobody 
clearly no, clearly nobody notable to you really no no nobody <laughs> that i really connected with funny enough zora was on that interesting and as a pa as an actor wow um and bosnick the actor we we talked but obviously it didn't shape up yeah, into anything into until friendship until, until years until later deadbeat um nice. but i did that one my first semester and kind of called it at that and then my second semester i was on uh seth and Vern. they did one um called the ghouls in the attic and it was funny mm. because it was scheduled to film the weekend after we got canceled for covid mm-hmm. and i was still on campus and they're like all right we're gonna knock this out in a day nice. if anybody's here i said all right well, i'll come there it's audio not like again. I'm doing anything else. Yeah. So audio again. Nice. On set again. That's nice to get two like good productions under your belt. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I did 290 right before COVID hit too, so I got that under the belt. You got to do it in person. Yeah. That nice. was you get to shoot film? Yes. Nice, man. Yes. I was Last... the director for that one, which was super exciting. Nice. Um, but yeah, great, great time there. I kind of did it so all of my history and theory were during the COVID year. That's that's the way to do it i think because i was just like i'm not gonna take any production online like i want to do production i took 290 online and i mean i would have done it the same way just because of the timeline i was on but it did fucking suck yeah um but uh yeah that was the first two years here that's cool and then i don't want to talk about covid too much but like we can skip past those because it was here's covid i'll picture this a dingy apartment gray walls me (laughs) sitting alone in it (laughs) And repeat that for a year, and you've got it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty similar to what I was doing as well. Yeah. So we come out, and so this is. So let's see here, because I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out when. I guess we didn't really start crossing paths really significantly until this year. Until four eleven. Well, let's take a couple more steps before we get there, because, as you know, I'm a big hooper. Oh, I know. And so you'd see me in there putting shots up in that gym, back on your grind thing. You were you were, you were posted up at the IM building for a little bit. Yes, I still am. Still am. So wow. that was I've worked there four years now because wow. it is such an easy on campus yeah, job. Yeah. So fu- it is so fucking easy. Yeah. Let me tell you. Um, but I started my freshman year because my older brother he went here and he was a ref and he said, "Hey, nice. this job is easy, flexible, and yeah. you're definitely gonna get promoted if you do it for a year." <laughs> right. And I was like. Sweet. Cool. Sign me up. Um, so my first semester here, I refed intramural soccer. Wow. Um, which there's a lot of a lot stories of, there. Really? A lot of stories. People take intramurals very, very, very seriously. Well, it there's a spectrum. Um, you'll have people who very clearly have never played soccer during their life. They're just showing up to have fun for an hour Maybe with their get friends. A cardio or something, yeah. And those people are perfectly fine. But you have like men's competitive leagues <laughs> yeah, where you have right. like European exchange students yeah. who played soccer yeah, all their life. And yeah. All right. I've been challenged to fights. I've had people storm wow. the field. Over calls. Over calls. My my favorite story is wow. we were in playoffs for intramurals. <laughs> and the rule in intramurals is if anybody gets a red card the game ends right there. That team four really hits. just because we don't want to take any shit. Yeah, that's it. This um, ain't elementary school no more. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I <laughs> at the start of the game, I was like, "Hey guys, just so you know, if one of you gets a red card, that's it. Game's done. You yeah. forfeit." Um, and one team was playing really aggressive, and we kept giving out yellow cards. And every yellow card, I was like, "Hey guys, it's getting testy. You're, Tone it down. You're gonna push me." And one guy double yellowed, which turned into a red. Yeah. And I went, that's "All the right, game, guys. that's it." And the entire sideline. <sighs> 
rushed the field at me. Uh. <laughs> and they were, I'm a senior. You want this to be my last intramural soccer game? And it got so bad that my supervisor ran over and was like, guys, guys you got to respect over. the call. And game's the game was over. over? Wow, did that feel kind of good? It felt really yes, good. Yes. Like, little freshman yes. me just standing there, <laughs> all these seniors running out, and yeah, I was like, "Fuck you guys!" Yeah, suck it. Nerds. Calls a call, you idiots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So I did that for a year, and then I, after the year, I got promoted, like my brother predicted. So uh, that means I became a supervisor. Which, as a supervisor, what you do is you set up a folding table at the start of every shift, and you sit there. And that's the job. Nice. Um, the oh refs, yeah, the refs do the entire the yeah. entire thing, um, and I just kind of sat there. Check M cards, right? Check M cards. The game. Well, the thing is, is if you're supervising a sport with officials like soccer, flag football, volleyball, that's the ref's job. So you do nothing. <laughs> when I say nothing, I mean nothing. You gotta love chain of command. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta fucking love it. Yeah. The only thing was, I knew I, I had to get CPR certified. So in the event that anybody fucking died on an intramural court, okay. I guess I was going over there and <laughs> the guy to administer <laughs> first aid. Some twenty-year-old college year old kid, yeah. yeah. Be like, uh, I'm CPR certified. I can come over and take care of this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that was it for supervisor. Funny, and good. COVID kind of killed us because we couldn't do ref yeah. sports anymore. Um, Dude, I remember our. The Flab Five basketball team really, well, they had like the whole fucking world at their fingertips before it collapsed. Yeah, um, but uh, this year was the first year we could bring back ref refs, sports. referees. And That's exciting. I kind of accidentally led my way into being a coordinator, which is the next, like, basically the highest you can get as a student employee at intramurals. Does it come with a pay bump? Oh yeah, nice. This is the best paying job I've ever had, and it is the. <laughs> e let me it. tell you, it is it. the easiest fucking job I think I will ever yeah, have. Yeah, I had a similar gig. Um, so it's nice and cushy. Don't do a whole lot. My boss now is somebody who was a coordinator my freshman year. Wow, which is wow, weird. So weird. he's like, yeah. Everybody thinks he's like late twenties, and I'm like, no, nah, this know is that like, guy. yeah, he's twenty. We hung like I went to parties <laughs> with this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, he's an econ major yeah. two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, that's just Brian. Um. <laughs> So we just, it's been honestly a really cool working environment because cool. I show up and he's there and it's just two dudes who used to guys, hang out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that's intermittent. Yeah. All right. So before we get to where our paths really cross, I want to bring up your letterbox really quick <laughs> <laughs> because we were, it's chaotic. We were, we were looking, but, but the interesting thing, and so, so we were looking, we were trying to find anything on Lance that we could, cause you know, there is some element of, Gotcha journalism. Some element. Of oh, surprise. no, bring it on. I want to defend my obscure you know, movie. That's opinions. the thing, Lance, is we don't have much from you. Because yeah. you do a good job keeping it tight, keeping it clean. But I keep it, I keep it clean. we saw that letterbox linked in your Instagram bio. Which do you want to plug it? Your Instagram or your letterbox? If I'm being honest, I don't know what right, it is. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. We know what it is. Yeah, no, if you want to plug it, we'll plug it, it, it later. It out, we'll plug but... it later. Um, and I noticed something <laughs> interesting. Which is that you only leave if you're gonna if you're gonna leave a star review for a film you only have five star reviews on your Letterboxd account. Yeah. Um. So that I used to do the whole like star review system, mm -hmm. but I hit a point where I was just like, why am I doing this? I don't enjoy it hmm. because it was. I'm gonna sound very pretentious here for a second, <laughs> but I was like, why am I assigning? <laughs> I'm just waiting for the sound you pull uh -huh, up. Uh -huh. um, but I was like, why am I assigning a numerical value to something that's subjective? That I, yeah, I don't like all of these reviews I was giving felt super arbitrary and just 
kind of like whatever. I didn't really care that much about him. So I hit a point where I was like, it's more important for me to say if I like a movie or if I don't like it. And the five stars are for movies that I really, really love. Um, okay. So that's and why everything I, else has a just a, a heart. If a you heart. Liked it. And obviously they're not all on the same playing field. Like some I just kind of like some I'm thinking, oh, this is really good. But all the five stars are the ones that I really want to shout this, out where I'm like, oh, this is a movie I, I would die for. How often do you watch a movie that you hate? Not terribly often. I usually do a pretty good job of picking, going into picking movies that, that I'm that not going to hate this. Yeah. That's um, fair. Because I don't like hating movies. And if you did end up stumbling across a movie that you just were like, I enjoyed no second of this, would it go on the letterbox? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would write a scathing fucking review. I've, I've written some scathing reviews okay. on there. Um, right now I'm doing this thing, which is I, I called it. I found it on letterbox, but it's called the detox. But mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you guys saw this, but I was like, man, I've seen so many like classics and yeah. greats recently i need to watch some dog it's t- shit. it can be tiring yeah it's like i need to watch some dog shit and humble myself and remember mm-hmm. that movies can fucking suck yeah. and i have watched some stinkers through that we saw that and we also noted that you had some movies that we both considered <laughs> good on there <laughs> um namely everybody's hero yeah. <laughs> the young Babe Ruth tale. I haven't seen that in like 15 years. <laughs> I was gonna say, but I watched it in like second grade. I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I know. Like it's just like a hundred viewings condensed in like the span of three years. Doesn't Babe Ruth show up in that movie? Like, oh not yeah, the Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a voice Holy role. Shit, they brought him back. <laughs> oh, that's a good stuff. No, I've, I'm not looking forward to that one. I was gonna leave it to nostalgia, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah. You got to tackle it. Remind yourself. See, th- so one quick more quick thing on nostalgia. So like I watched the adventures of Shark Tale and Lava Girl. Oh, love Shark- that. The, adventures of Sh- the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shark Tale, a different movie. Shark Tale is amazing. Also a seminary part of my childhood, which yeah. I'm interested to see if that holds up. But Shark Boy and Lava Girl, which in my head is like a fucking classic is like an action, like a well-made kids action movie, which is a thing that exists. Yeah. Um, and I watched it again and I was like, this is absolute horseshit. It's, it's a piece of shit. Almost like, no redeeming quality. It's borderline unwatchable. That's what I thought. I was like, I gave it one and a half stars on Letterboxd and it made me sad to do that. And then I went over to my friend's house the other day and they had, have you seen school of rock? Yes. Oh, dude, they had School of Rock going, and Be I sat careful. down and watched that in its entirety. It's good. That I put that in my favorite. Like that's a top five favorite movie of all time. That's one of my there's favorites. there's like no flaws in that movie, in yeah. my opinion. I mean, Jack Black kind of. Oh my god! And awesome. All the kids are fucking awesome. That's Mike White. Mike White. Yeah. Who Hedge just Hebley. wrote White Lotus? White Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. yeah. And for for so long, like I didn't really watch Survivor until like a couple years ago, and like I didn't know Mike White was part of that. So for like. 18 years of my life, I only knew Mike White as Ned Schneebly. That's all I fucking knew him <laughs> as. Um, School of Rock is great. But uh, let's move on. We're at an hour mark. We're moving quick. We're having fun, right? Everybody having fun? Yeah. So much yeah. fun. Everybody having fun? Senior year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually I'm kind of surprised we got out of the letterbox that quickly. I thought I was going to get like interrogated. We don't have much to. I mean, yeah. I thought we, we. I'll interrogate you later. Like on off, air, off, off air, air, off mic, no. off mic. Let's do it right now. Air, you your, dirty, no. air your dirty laundry. Do you have anything that you want to confront Lance about? Yeah, come on, let's I, do it. Let's I do honestly, it. I honestly didn't find. I thought it was curious that you only had five star reviews. That was mostly what I wanted to ask about. Yeah. But you gave an answer that was kind of what I was expecting to give, and I and I and I didn't see anything else on there that really got my goad no <laughs> <laughs> i noticed raging bull up there number one never seen it it's on my, it's at the top of my it's list now 
honestly, um, I don't know. Scorsese, I've careful. <laughs> <laughs> like I've never seen Goodfellas. Okay. And I'm. It's also on the list. That was the first R-rated movie I ever saw. Interesting. My dad's What's, aggressively. My dad's name is Anthony, so he's very Anthony, Italian. Anthony Giuliano. He's got dark hair. It's like hey. it's gray now, but when he was younger, dark hey, hair yo. slicked back. He yeah. wore the gold cross and wife Whoa. beaters. Like he was a caricature of an Italian man. He, did he like that shit? Did he like mobster stuff? Oh yeah, I remember because he knew I was into movies, and he's it was a on, it was on TV, and he goes, "A Lancy boy." He doesn't actually have it. <laughs> he doesn't have an oh, accent. Yeah, right. I'm doing a character. A Lancy boy. A Lancy boy. Yeah, you ever seen Goodfellas? <laughs> And I said, no. And he no goes, dad. what are you doing? This is our people. Yeah, and hey. he put it on. And that was the <laughs> first I rated movie ever. So, yeah. Nice. Like, These are our people. Nice. So um, that's on the list for sure. Uh, I don't have any thoughts on Scorsese, really. I don't know why I brought okay. it up. Like I, was, that. I thought you were about to say some out-of-pocket shit. I was going to say like, mid. I would die for that short Italian man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, was going to say mid, but I don't have any ground to say that on. Because I think Wolf of Wall Street is good. I just think it's long. I just think it's too long. Now give me three hours of that. I'll inject that right, right into the right fucking into main the vein, dude. <sighs> yeah, I don't have anything I want to press you on Letterbox about. Yeah, we're good on Letterbox. Are you sure? Katie doesn't seem good. <laughs> Katie said she really liked Cars too, and she noticed that yeah, you had I that. Yeah, really Cars like two cars fucking too. blows. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it's the, bad. Is that where they're spies? Yeah. What? Okay. Like this. No, I gotta tome- take the- tomato eating wasabi. That's a classic. Scene. I gotta take this on a tangent. Why the fuck are they spies? <laughs> Why are they spies? Why are they not? Use your imagination. It's a genre. The movie. first movie has nothing to do with spies. Like so. it comes. It would be like if in Toy Story two, all of a sudden they were like construction workers. Like what? Oh. <laughs> Longshoremen. Yeah. Season two of The Wire. Like uh, what the f- what? Sometimes people just pick up careers late in life. <laughs> well, okay. Well, hold on, hold on. There's a Cars three, right? Yeah. And have you seen it? Yeah. And what's kind of the gist of that one? Are they like a? Is it like uh, a genre movie? It's kind of like. Um, Rocky Balboa, but with cars. Because that's what I was gonna say. Because Cars one is kind of like. Rocky. It's kind of like a sports. Cars movie. One is Rocky. Cars Three is the Rocky Balboa Two. Rocky, which is awful. Rocky Balboa was, was really bad. Yeah, Cars Three is like whatever. Okay, and Cars Two is just like James Bond. Like, yeah, never why? say die. Why? <laughs> just in the middle I of the Rocky movie. It's like I can never <laughs> enjoy the movie because the entire time I'm always thinking like, oh, where did this come from? Like, there's nothing spy related in the first one. There's no teeth. That's there's such nothing. a mixed, like a missed opportunity for it to be like Rocky Four. Like they bring in a Russian F1 car. Yeah, for the like they could. I would break you. Yeah, lean, yeah, lean into like the Rocky. What? Why the fuck is Michael Co- Michael Caine like in here? Michael Caine being British. And oh, I'm Michael Caine, Lightning McQueen. I don't get it. Also, Larry the Cable Guy, not yeah. funny. Hey, wasabi! I got wasabi. <laughs> Yo, this shit spicy. Yeah. That's my Larry the Cable Guy impression. <laughs> <laughs> shit, I didn't realize you brought him on. <laughs> no, we're out. We're out to his reps. Try to get him on the show. Yeah, no. Um, sorry, I'll take back. He's currently on the. Uh, he's on the the uh, what is it? The Blue Collar Tour. With Jeff Foxworthy and um, Night- Nightmare Comedy, <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Comedy rotation. Let me Ron tell you. White, yeah, they're <laughs> just throwing Jeff Dunham and like oh, they're doing theaters from Mississippi <laughs> to Tennessee. Um, let's move on from Letterboxd. or we'll be here talking about the goddamn Cars trilogy till the fucking cows come home. I'll which in I, cars are tractors, cows are tractors. <laughs> cars. So until true. the tractors come home. nice that cow tipping scene not to uh stay on letterbox for cars for too long but that uh that's a great scene right it's fun no i like cars one and i feel like that's (laughs) that's why i like 
Cars 2 is like... Missed the mark so Yeah, like... Cars 1 I didn't so give good. a shit about Tomator. He's a good background character, Ooh. but like... Oh. Why is he the main character? Oh, It's, it's one of those cases Will you of say like, that one more time for me? Will you say that one more time for me? I don't give a shit about Tomator. <laughs> yeah, let me refute that Why are you booing? Quick. I'm right. <laughs> let me refute that real quick. Have you ever thought that Mater was always just a background character and really sad in the first one? He's just a side character. And yeah. in the second one, they gave him a chance. Yeah, but he's that? not sad in that one. What about that? Yeah, no, because you know, it's like, he's it's having like the his whole... opportunity to be happy. <laughs> it's like the whole Finding Dory thing where Dory's hilarious and great as a background character, but like, I don't give a shit where Dory came from. Is Sorry, it because she's Dory. a woman? Yeah. What about that, <laughs> <laughs> that fine-ass Porsche? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying? What about that fine-ass Porsche that Lady McQueen gets on? I mean, she has a tram stamp and everything. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking weirdly about. Weirdly sexy for a car in a kid's <laughs> animated movie. Yeah, like, all right, let's move on from cars, guys. <laughs> for right. the fourth time. Can we please move on? Let's talk about uh, where we all kind of became friends. So senior year's coming up. Let me try to set the stage. <laughs> Michigan football's coming. Uh, they're coming in hot. Fucking bet they <laughs> we lost Aiden Hutchinson, but we're still hype. We're thinking we're going to make it another run. Yeah, we did totally gloss over that 21 season. So not to take us on another. Unfortunately, this isn't a sports podcast. I know. As I'm much sorry. As I'd like to talk I am about it. a menace about derailing. I'm too fucking no, it's fine. For my if own it, no, it's it's honestly great for a podcast. It's just <laughs> we, it's just we spent so much time in the know, academy of Macomb that we can't talk about the 21 Michigan football season as much as Katie would like to. I know. Well, we can make this a fucking like three parter. Oh shit. I, I tell you, you, you put, a, you to put a, do a three part. Um, you got somewhere to be. I don't think so. You put a microphone in front of me. I will. We can just keep going. Jabber, man. Katie only has one semester left. Coming this is in. True. Yeah. And uh, you know we're taking the upper level classes now. Four hundred level. You know, some would say sort of the cream of the crop of what this screenwriting department has to offer. I don't know the why. Best of the best. <laughs> so <there's laughs> I just think it's funny that I'm considered <laughs> cream of the crop. Like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, you are. Yeah. And there's a guy that works for this school named Oliver Thornton. Woo. And he makes it his mission every semester to gather uh, an elite room. <laughs> <laughs> An elite room of storytelling. I hesitate to say savants, but I'm going to. I would also hesitate to use savants. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate it. <laughs> FTVM 411 is the uh, sitcom pilot writing class at the University of Michigan. Very cool class. You have a chance to um, pitch, uh, pitch an original show idea to industry professionals as well as outline an episode, beat it out, create a pitch deck, um, and then write uh, a pilot episode of your show, two drafts, if you take care of your shit and are on top of things. Yeah, that's that's the key part right there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Oliver gets this writer's room, and I'm I like... I like framing it this way because it's like he's sort of like um, Charlie from Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Where it's like none of us applied to get into it. It's just like we were all tapped. Yeah. yeah. Like one day there's a knock on the door and you open it and it's just this tall man yeah. in a sweater with his collared and, shirt and he, poking and, out of and the top. Yeah, and, and Oliver flashes a badge and yeah. you say, you're t token on a cigarette and you say, God damn. 
Said I was out of the shit. I, I haven't. But for you, Ali, anything. <laughs> I haven't written a goddamn spec script in twenty five years. But goddamn, I'll write a pilot for you, Oliver Thornton. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's pretty much how it went. That's pretty much how it me, went. Yeah. He came to my house at an unreasonable hour. No. <laughs> <laughs> he threw rocks at my window. I was sitting there. I was just like, what the fuck? And I looked down there and he's holding up the boom Yeah, box. yeah. Well, it takes a different approach for everybody. And yeah, Oliver no. knows this. It's, yeah, no. I, I like being wine and dying. He's got to go CIA movie for me and he's got to go rom-com man, for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, right. And what did he do for you? I actually asked him. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah, that drags. Yeah. Like, like, hey, Oliver, yeah. Can, I, can I join you? Yeah. Team? Well, I think he had to have forgotten about me because it wasn't like, <laughs> it was like a bit of a semester <laughs> that I went away and then I came back and I was like, please let me in your class. I will do many no, oh. that's not what I meant. Oh. Um, I'll be a really good student. I'll be yeah. a really good student, and I'll meet um, all my deadlines. Yep, get and all. You'll love me, and he was like, "Yeah, you." You're in. So, um, so a little before school starts, I remember checking the roster. Jeez. <coughs> Sorry. No, no, take your time. <laughs> I walk into the first day of 411 and I'm looking at heavy fucking hitters, dude. I'm looking at my boy Justin Levine, okay? Yeah. I'm looking at close friend Katie Fitzgibbons, friend of the Woo! show, friend of the program. I'm looking at an Aiden Sec, a Kevin Kresnick, a fucking Macy goddamn Goller, and of course, Lance Giuliano. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about when you go into that class, because I felt like I was kind of in a unique situation where outside of Aiden and I guess you to some degree, even though like I, I felt like I kind of I kind of knew you a little bit, like we were kind of aware of each other. So it felt like we had a bit of a rapport mm -hmm. day one. But I felt like I was in a unique position where I kind of knew like I kind of knew everybody in that room. Because um, I had known Justin and Katie for years. I had met Macy in L.A. a couple months ago. We had hung out. <clears throat> um, Kevin and I had had classes with, so it was, it was just like Aiden and you. So did you did you know people going into that class? And I felt like that gave me kind of license to act a fool out of the gate, whereas I felt like some other people it took a couple weeks to loosen up and kind of yeah. realize that this is just a bunch of goofs. Yeah, I think I think I was one of those people okay. um, because I I was aware of pretty much everybody in that room before because I had like had classes with them or that sort of thing or heard mm -hmm. the name right by the time you're a senior you, you like get a recognize these faces yeah, yeah 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 um i had taken 310 with macy and aiden nice so i knew them both a little bit so they were probably the two that i was most comfortable cool. with i had 311 with katie but we cool. sat on opposite sides of the classroom <laughs> and never addressed no each words. other once yeah nice well, um, <laughs> um so other than that i think i kind of just like hung back because you were a very big person. Honestly, a room full of huge personalities. Huge. I mean, dude, you put me and Justin Levine in a room and we, and we won't shut up. Yeah. Like, we'll literally just keep talking. Yeah, that was a lot of big personalities. So it was kind of like I sat back and let them try to ignore her. She's just an asshole. Cool. Yeah. It's so very Pretty soon I'm just going to close this mic. Yeah. Could be a whisper. Welcome back. We we shifted to the whisper cast while we were <laughs> <laughs> in our last break. We've gone to whispers all night. Yeah, it's, we want to be really quiet. Charlie's eating. Yeah, we don't want to disrupt Charlie while she's eating. Yeah, we want because to. everything in this fucking world revolves around my fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's called an upscale dining experience. <laughs>
So okay, so we're at we're in four eleven. Big personalities. Big personalities. Um, but I think we're we're a very friendly group. Yeah, and we like we we always I felt we always liked listening to each other. Even if we didn't agree with what the other person was saying, it was always fun to hear what, what anybody in that room had to say. Right. It felt like the first writing class, and honestly the first class I've had in general where everybody was actually engaged and yeah. like interested in giving feedback or just talking about shows. Like yeah. everybody got so excited for my show and that was like one well, of the because yeah. I would I would say, Oh, who wants to talk about my show? And everybody would go like fucking bananas for it. And I think that was like one of the things that really helped because it was like, okay, these people actually give a shit. Yeah, this is validated. About like idea. like they actually give a shit about me and what I'm I'm doing. And these are people that I would enjoy having around in the future because they're actually passionate about shit. Well do you want to talk about your pilot at all? Because I've actually mentioned <laughs> I've mentioned your pilot since that class has ended. I've like in passing been like this guy Lance wrote this pilot that I'm like, like has, I think about your concept <laughs> I do that regularly. I it do has that become too. kind of like a calling card for me at the universe. Like I've had yeah. people who I've just met yeah. be like, oh shit, you're the guy you're who so-and-so was telling me about your pilot. Can we say the name? Oh yeah, we can say that. We can, I'll, I'll give a, a yeah, quick yeah, rundown yeah. of the show, but yeah. it was called the welfare gun. Yeah. Um, and it takes place in a alternate version of America where everybody is given a gun. The premise of the show being the government's responding to this gun hysteria by giving every person a gun, especially the people on well, like welfare gun alone was so awesome. But but what I thought was so special about it was tying in all these peripheral things like the the, the backlash of what would happen, I think, is what made that show awesome. If you if you if you I don't know how much you want to talk about it. I, I'm more than happy to talk. Honestly, I really want to go back to that. I kind of haven't had time to sure. to tweak the pilot, but. Um, for me, it was just a process of, I didn't really give a shit about how the big things would change. Cause I think everybody would know how the big things are going to change. Like shit would be scary. Obviously <laughs> yeah, right. it would be, be not guns. great if yeah. every lunatic and their right. mom was carrying a gun, but all of the tiny little things that would change and be weird or like kind of inconvenient would be hilarious. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to focus on. I and was like, what are, what are the things that people aren't going to think about being different that would be different? Yes. Um, and that's kind of where the dual idea came from. Cause I was like, just settling, settling parking disputes. Yeah. Like if, if somebody just kind of, if somebody cuts you off, how's that going to look? Yeah. Like you're going to challenge them to a duel yeah. because that was something that we used to do and was like our main form of law of enforcement <laughs> for a while. And, of and just like, like conflict settling. Yeah. Yeah. And since like so many of these people who are pro gun are like fundamentalist Americans, right, right, right. This would be like, as the founding fathers intended, yeah. we settle. Like you, you slap them with your glove yes. and then you go and you shoot them in the <laughs> head and yeah. you go home to your wife and have a, a fucking meatloaf and mashed potatoes. And like, that's, <laughs> Beans, yeah. that's life and welfare gun. Um, and the idea you had, uh, the politicians getting involved and the mental, like I, that was my favorite part was, was because the mental gymnastics is so crazy in real life. The, the idea that, that you're like, okay, well, how are these people? Like, these people are not going to stop doing their mental gymnastics to make the world line up with their worldview, you yeah. know? So how would that happen in this? that I just thought it was fucking awesome, man. I thought you had a great script. And that's the really fun part is doing those mental gymnastics myself. Because yeah. I'd be like, how do I solve? How do I make this make sense? And it's like, well, it kind of doesn't have to. Yeah, because so it doesn't. Of, so many of these people, yeah. it's fucking stupid right it's stupid and you can just kind of lean into it was nice to be stupid while i was writing yeah because so much of writing is trying to be 
<laughs> smart. Well read and smart <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, this this plot point's gonna pay off so yeah. well in three episodes. Right. But this one I could just be like fucking rocks in my head. Yeah. How do the most deranged people I know see the world? Yeah. Well, that's kind of how I have to see the world. Yeah, like there's so many people I know who would think welfare gun is a good idea. Yeah, right, right. I, I was, <laughs> that's just so awesome about the show. I know so much of the show is like, all right, if I had a conversation with this person, yeah. what would they say? And then that would be yeah. that would be the show. That would that would be what I worked into the pilot um or the the couple other episodes and it was just kind of a, a fun experience that i haven't done before i agree and I, and i thought um like i had been in writers rooms before um both in class and without class and, and i i guess i was i don't know like i oliver who's like there and like you you are being graded which i think can to some degree like alter the way that you you know deliver feedback or write your script or do whatever however you behave in the room with the person that gives your grade in this upper level class sitting right there I was a little uh I guess hesitant about but like that wasn't the case at all and I actually thought um it ended up I felt like Oliver got us to like speak more succinctly than we than we would have if he wasn't there yeah i would i would agree with that i feel like he, he helped with giving feedback but at the same time i kind of forgot we were graded for most right, of the class right which it, is awesome because i was so much more invested in just helping you guys and it was a lot more yeah. free flowing of the way we gave feedback um that i kind of just forgot we were getting graded and just, just fucking, did shit yeah i was like if i had something to say i'm gonna say it if i don't i'm just gonna sit here and let you guys give feedback because yeah. All of you guys were insanely good at giving feedback. Yeah. Honestly, I consider myself in like the lower tier of feedback givers because everybody else was just so good at nailing what worked, what didn't, how to <laughs> how to approach it, yeah. that. Um, and, and if one of us couldn't, like if one of us was keying in on a problem but couldn't like figure out how to, I felt like we were good at like, like I could pick up on this problem and I would be, you know, stumbling over my fucking words trying to say what I'm saying and I'd be like, I don't know, whatever. And then, you know, Kevin or Katie or Justin would chime in yeah. and be like, I know what you're saying, Hunter. Maybe this is how, like, how you would say it. And I felt like we were really good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, one of the best writing groups yeah. I've ever been in. It's a lot of fun, man. And I hope, um, I hope Welfare Gun gets another pass at it. And I, I want to go and, back at it. Get I'm... circulated at some, because that, that really felt like everybody had good scripts and everybody was a good writer and had well-written things. But of the six, what was it, six of us, seven, six of us? I think seven. Of the six of us, the six scripts that were brought forth in that class, I felt like Welfare Gun was the only one that had like legs to to move forward on. Well, that's always the, the interesting part of writing scripts is you always have to, what's something yeah. that's just for practice for right. me and what's something that, that can I can move forward, build off of and make work. And I, I kind of was getting that sense from Welfare Gun, but like as somebody who's never worked on like getting a sold script a sold script, somewhere yeah i have no fucking idea mm -hmm. it's i would love for it to for this shit post idea that started <laughs> between me and my friend and henry, some buddies, yeah. henry that i mentioned yeah, earlier right. um to turn into what gets my, my foot yeah, in the door yeah, would be launched. insane right. um but uh the film's a fickle beast so <laughs> <laughs> well we'll never know it could get picked up and then some executive just Some throws, it, exec throws it just in their drawer and <laughs> slams it shut and then it never gets made but if i make a couple Shit. couple and a thousand bucks from that yeah, like, who the fucking cares yeah 
Well, I think that covers 411 pretty good. Anything you want to say about 411? Let's move on to the yeah. fucking belly of the goddamn beast. I think we got to wrap it up here, man, because we're running out yeah, of no, space. Yeah, no, you're good. We're running out of storage. I'm in Ann Arbor for the rest of the summer, so we can... Oh, we'll uh, get you back on, for sure. Yeah, no, I, like I said, I, I'll be a reoccurring bit. I'd love that, man. Yeah, because Katie... We'll do, next episode will just be Katie's burning questions, and then she can ask oh, all right. of them. Mine are so good. Do you like good. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, the, this is the Hunter Davidson hour. Next one's going to be the Katie Fitzgibbons hour. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. yeah, well... It certainly won't be called that, but <laughs> we can do like a like a colon. Wait, we'll Katie let Fitzgibbon. her talk, I guess. Katie yeah. Fitzgibbon talks, we guess. No, sometime, yeah, yeah. Before sometime in the next two weeks, we'll get you back on. Yeah, Katie will yeah. ask you her burning questions. Like I said, I'm I'm in an Amber room. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for um, having me. It was this a lot is of fun. fun. Yeah. And uh, hold on, I guess we'll get her on mic one more time after closing the statements. Well, you know, another successful episode of, um, not television, really. Talk, not, not talk really radio? Re- I guess it's kind of talk radio. Talk radio. It would be awesome. I guess my dream for this show is to have a Sirius XM channel. <laughs> <laughs> like the Howard Stern show? Yeah, all right, all right. That'd be cool. Howard Stern for the younger generation. All right, guys. Uh, a lot of fun. Lance will be back soon. And, we love you. And we do love you, man. Oh, I love you guys, we too. Love Thanks for can. having me. I, this Absolutely. was a lot of fun, and honestly, I'm glad that I can't shut up because that means I get to come back for that another means, episode. That does yeah. mean you get yeah. to come back. Maybe I can stretch it to three. We'll see. <laughs> we'll shoot for it. We'll bring in another <laughs> fucking camera. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys.